Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's hour three of the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic day as we are live in Surprise, home of Spring Training 2024. Our presenting sponsor of spring training coverage, Sonic. Mm, good. good. Yeah. It's brought to you by Best Buy Windows and Siding as well. Call 469-WINDOWS. It's brought to you by the on-time experts, uh, air conditioning and plumbing, same-day service, guaranteed. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, we have some Mavs content here for you. And the question out of the gates is, is Luca having a good enough season right now that he's actually in this MVP race? We go to Brad Botkin, CBS. CBS. He actually has 10 NBA storylines here. Maybe we'll get into these other storylines. I do think they're pretty interesting. Chief, you got some rim session stuff we're going to get to as well, right? Absolutely. Some headlines. Some yes, news. sir. Yes, sir. Um, now, right out of the gates, I think wins is a terrific way of measuring MVP. Like in the NFL, I think it's weird that the quarterback on the team with the most wins, we pretend like he's the best player in the league. In basketball, I think that's a real thing. More, more often than not, you are at worst a top three player in the game if your basketball team ends up with a top three record. That is where we should be getting the MVP from. Yeah, I do believe that it is, it is, a, good, it is a good way of going about it where that's part of the criteria. I'm not giving an MVP to a player in the NBA who's on, you know, the seventh seed or in the play-in or something like that. Like basketball is one of those sports where if you have the best player, then you should be doing a considerable amount of winning. And so I don't think it's the end-all be-all, but you, if you're the MVP, you got to be probably a top three seed. You certainly have to have home court advantage in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, and if, if you have a historical season, like you score 100 points in a game and average 40, or you do a 30-point triple-double for the year, I'm willing to be flexible on this, but sure. over ninety percent of the time I, I think that's where we should be getting it. Okay, so I just wanted to throw that out there and, and see you know our thoughts on it because um, the consensus now is it's a two man MVP race uh, with uh, Joel Embiid uh, uh, who w- will not meet the minimum games. Jokic is the betting favorite but it feels wide open between him and Shea Gilgis Alexander and if the Thunder claim the West number one seed uh, CBS writer says SGA will deservedly win the award. It'll be interesting if OKC finishes ahead of Denver but does not secure the top seed at that point. Giannis and or Luka still have room to make a stretch run push 
Both are having outrageous seasons, but to me, Giannis is battling the narrative of the underperforming Bucks. Doncic is the dark horse. If the Mavs secure a top-five seed and Doncic wins the scoring title, which he's a virtual lock to do, and neither the Thunder or Nuggets get the top seed, Luka could potentially make it a tough decision on voters, particularly if he gets... Uh, if he goes scorched earth down the stretch. So, a lot of work to do, but top five seed without the number one overall seed going uh, to, you know, Denver or OKC could get the job done. How realistic is it right now, Chief? Well, I think I think it's decently realistic when you consider the fact that, like, Minnesota, with the way they're playing, if they can keep their pace and they can be the one seed without having a guy. You know, they have Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, neither one of those guys in the MVP race. So uh, I think there's a, there's a there's an avenue where this can happen. You're going to need the Mavs to you know, obviously do some winning, get into that top four probably uh, in, in the seeding, which is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but all very doable for them. Uh, and we know, Luca, the tear that he's on, I don't think like his play will – I think that's the guarantee. It's just can the team win and can they get the right teams losing when it comes to the Nuggets and, and the Thunder so that you can make this happen. But I, I think it's there for the taking. And he's inching – like every day it's it's a, a little bit shorter odds, a little bit shorter odds. And so yeah. he's he's definitely a name that people are throwing around right now. He, he's got a chance. How much does it matter, Brian? Your guy wins the MVP. It's fun. It is fun. And, uh, you know, but as a, uh, as a fan of the Mavs, yeah, you want to see those guys get there. You, you want to see Luka get rewarded for the type of, you know, the commitment he made in the offseason to make himself a better player. He's always been a very talented player. We, that's never been a question. But there's things he had to do from last season to this season. The conditioning part of it we've talked about, the willingness to play defense, I think you'd have to say, you know, he gets the MVP. You're looking at that and saying, man, Luca, there now he's a more of a, comp- a more complete player, and hmm. that's where you. That's why it matters. It, yeah, I yeah love that's that. why it matters because he did it because he had to change his game, or he had to change his habits yeah. in order to make his game more complete. And I think if the MVP gives him that, it's that recognition, that uh-huh. acknowledgement that hey your hard work actually paid off. Yeah, and it, it's good to be seen. It's good to be recognized. I yeah. think all, all fans want to believe their guy is the best in the league, and I, I think if, if he wins an MVP, you know, it makes your claim for that, I, I think, significantly more realistic. It completes yeah. a resume as, as sure. far as being one of the all-time greats. And if you can win multiples, I think it's where it really starts to get interesting and, in, in, uh, you know, that next-level achievement. Um, but it's going to take team success. I'm not going to put it past the Mavs to experience that team success. Even though the defense looked rough yesterday, that's to be expected against Indiana. Indiana's and every now and then you're going to have with. a bad game defensively, and yeah. it happens against Indiana. You're going to give up 133. Like yeah. last night, I get off the plane, and I'm looking at people blaming Tim Hardaway Jr., and like he didn't have a good scoring game again. I think that's a separate story. Like he has not reacted well to the trade and his his changed role. Maybe they need to reduce his playing time significantly. But yesterday was all about the defense. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, can the Warriors crack the top six? I don't know. Doc Rivers and the Bucks. That's a huge storyline as well. Wimbenyama should be a lock for Rookie of the Year. LeBron's now approaching forty thousand career points, and that's going to be great. Could happen in the next week or so. 
Uh, but those are amongst the storylines as the home stretch approaches here in the association. Here's Eric Chiafala with the rest of this rim sesh. Really like this from Zach Lowe with ESPN talking about Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving finding new ways to amplify each other. Uh, and he noted that the Mavs have been on a heater uh, since the trade deadline, bringing in P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford. You know, one of those things that needs to happen, too, is, and I think in time I'm still, I got patience for it, but P.J. Washington offensively finding his groove I think will be important for the Mavericks and their long-term success here uh, when it comes to closing out this season. But you, you bring these guys in, obviously, and you wonder when you have two great players like this, is it just going to be like a your turn, my turn kind of deal? Okay, uh, Kyrie, you go ahead. This is your possession. I'll just kind of – I'm Luke. I'll go stand in the corner, and you dance and do your thing, and then I'll get my chance, and that's how we'll do it. But uh, you have Zach Lowe talking about how it's 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 scarier than that when it comes to Luka and Kyrie because they've been working in tandem more and more since Kyrie has returned from injury on February 5th. Nice. And so you're getting less of the your turn, my turn, yes. and you're getting more of them running pick and rolls together. Uh, and they're actually uh, they're running more pick and rolls together per game game in that stretch since Kyrie's comeback defenses try to preempt uh, preempt that by guarding Doncic and and Irving with like-sized players so they can switch the Irving Doncic two-man game without conceding mismatches but that's not necessarily the way it unfolds here and he breaks down a couple of different plays that illustrate it and how it really challenges defense uh, defenses even with really good defenders he talks about the thunder and here's Jalen Williams and here's uh, here's Lou Dort two guys that should be capable of handling something like this but when you're talking about Kyrie and Luka getting involved in a pick and roll action together you're going to need some of the greatest defensive players to ever live in order to consistently contain that and uh, he notes the Mavs have scored 121 points per 100 possessions with Doncic and Irving on the floor which is about uh, equivalent to Boston's top ranked offense on the season so and he's betting that on that number actually going up as as Kyrie and Luka deepen their chemistry together so well that's huge and I I think a lot of that's Luka Eric I didn't mean to cut you off there at the end but Last year, what we saw a lot of him was, oh, it's not my possession. I'm not even looking at the ball, jogging to the corner to go stand. And that's bad. Uh, you know, the, the, the superstar is going to make life easier on their teammates, for every teammate. If you are also a superstar and you can use the space they create, it should put the game on easy mode for you. And then the third and fourth person to touch the ball in that sequence just outstanding the quality of looks they can get. Um, and it's one of the reasons I do believe the Mavs are a very legitimate contender in this wide-open West. Speaking of the West, congratulations to Nikola Jokic being the first player in NBA history with 14 or more rebounds and 14 or more assists in three consecutive games. Uh, he's, he's, changing, he's changing the archetype here. We're, we're, you're yeah. not used to seeing the big man who can get all the rebounds and then pass it the way that he's able to pass it. But he's a unique individual. And uh, that is, that's a historic run that closed down uh, over the weekend there, three-game stretch. I mean, the difference is he's, he's secure with the ball enough that he can catch it high post and distribute out of that so much. It just gives him so many more assist opportunities. A unique guy. I mean, I, I guess Giannis is that guy to me as well, but I just always looked at him as a point guard instead of that traditional post. Agreed. Now, uh, we have some sound of Paolo Banchero of uh, the Orlando Magic that we'll get to here in just a second. I don't know if, if what he did warranted the, the emotions and the, uh, the, the, the crying that actually uh, may or may not have taken place. We will hear from him. Uh, but I did want to also note 
that the Los Angeles Clippers are doing quite the revamp here. Uh, we know that they yeah. have their, their new arena that's going to be coming uh, and unveiled next season. So the Intuit Arena is what it's called. It's going to be it's going to be really the first of its kind with all the different technologies, and we've talked about the different things that it's going to have and some of the perks of being a Clippers fan if you're going to be going to those games. The amount of bathrooms, like their owner, Steve Ballmer, like he doesn't want a, a line for the bathrooms, and now we're, we don't have the home court advantage. Everybody's getting quiet in there because everybody's waiting in line to go number one. He's going to have more than enough accommodations from a facility standpoint to keep the Clippers in their seats. But one of the things they're doing, a new brand identity, new logo, Jerry jerseys a new court it's a full rebrand uh, re that'll debut next season with their two billion dollar arena so uh some of the i mean i think the early returns everybody's seemingly liking this i mean it's a new look uniform uh they're they're keeping the the same red blue and white it's a little bit more navy though when it comes to the blue the logo i don't even know how to describe but it's there's uniquely... like a boat in there there's like a yacht a sailing yacht in there is that what it is in yeah. there okay I think, that, I think that's what they mean by a clipper yeah, I think that's what a sailboat. clipper is. It's yeah, like a sailboat. Clipper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brought us is going, yeah, yeah, like we should have known that. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I like sailing. I like sailing. I've sailed on I sailed on a, a, an American Cup yacht, one in 1942, I think it was. How far did you sail? I sailed. We sailed. We were in a, a race. I was, oh, a, really? I was, a, I was a, what they call a grinder. Yeah, like I moved the sails. Like there's a, there, you were the I, muscle man on the boat? Muscle man on the boat. Yeah. It, it's I'll tell you what, sailing is, is wonderful. It's a lot of work, though. Even coming in last place, it's still wonderful? Oh, no, we were, we were the third boat. Yeah, I, Out of three? I, yeah, I was, I was struggling a little bit. You know, <laughs> old man, with the, you know, I was having to do the moving the sails, and I had to take a break every once in a while. Is this pre-crawfish shoulder? Yeah, it's pre-crawfish shoulder, okay. but, but it was kind of precursor to what potentially <laughs> was going to happen to me. Started seeing the signs of yeah, I mean, shoulder issues. Yeah, but that, that boat, is, <laughs> it, yeah, we were out there in a... I was in Newport, Rhode Island, sailing. I tell you what, man, sailing's a blast. If you ever, you ought to, you ought to watch it. You didn't get motion sickness? No, I, I, no, trust me, I took Dramamine. Okay. I took Dramamine on the drive home from the airport last night. <laughs> if I wasn't, if I wouldn't have been the one driving, I would have needed it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, that's cool. So we learned something yeah, new yeah, about Broadus today. You don't yeah. know what, you don't know, you didn't know what a clipper was? It's a boat. It's a sailboat. I was 75% sure. Who do we work with here, Dawson? I thought it was uh, it was like a like a barbershop situation. Oh, that was like hair clippers. Okay, and you know, like they have a barber pole for their logo. This is that TikTok generation we talk about. Yeah, you know, to read a book. See, I, for me, I'd we like didn't have TikTok, <laughs> so we had to watch whatever sports were on TV, which at times in the summer was America's Cup. What is okay? this book? Is this is this a is this a uh, NBA logos book? Get the history of every NBA logo sure. here, so I could be educated. Sure. Yeah. Do five hours of radio a day. It might do you some good. Why, are you, why are you watch dog and his logo awareness, Brian? <laughs> I'm sure he missed me. In the <laughs> I mean, we 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 had a couple of watch dog and situations. Did we? Down. Me and me and Walchuk actually had a nice little snippy back and forth with each other last week in regards to the draft. Oh really? Because I threw a number at him and like he didn't know what to do other than say go f yourself number. And uh, so we had a little back and forth. There's nothing worse than working on the draft and someone calling you out and you don't have an answer for it. It wasn't he, supposed to be he, the draft expert. Uh, I really don't know what you're talking about at this point. No, he he didn't. Uh, it was a JJ McCarthy thing. I'll, oh, I'll, no. I'll I'll give it to you a little bit later on. But I, I want to clip it. I want to play this it's sound. I want to play this sound of Paolo Banchero of the Orlando. Did you Magic. guys watch the young guys game 
on the All Star weekend? Uh, a little bit of I, it. I, I was mostly watching Micah that night. I think. I think they. I think they. I think they tried. The young guys tried in that game a little bit more. They tried a little bit more. Micah was cooking. He was. Dude. You think Micah could play G League? Yeah. He could. He could play G League. Yeah, well, he come off much, the bench in the G League. He would. He would. He would be good defensively. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that movie had where he spun back to the left side and finished lefty. That was high level. Like. <laughs> He was a major problem, I bet, in high school. Or whenever he last played basketball, he was the best player on his team. Did you almost throw up just a second ago? <laughs> no, that was not a throw up. That was just I, that was a needed burp. That was an emergency burp situation there. I didn't want to okay. do it live in the mic. Dawson was making a great point, and you just acted like you were just. <laughs> you vomited over my mic. I appreciate <laughs> he threw up in his mouth, and he just kind of. <laughs> he swallowed it back. I thought that spin move was kind of ass myself. <laughs> 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 Some say Micah was trying harder in that celebrity game than he was in the uh, Okay, you know, game. what are you doing here? No. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and uh, throw journalism. it to break. I'm definitely not uh, getting to the Palo Benchero. What do you do? He cried during the game. What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll let you know what Paolo Benchero did on the He's other side. He's a good player. If Brian allows it. If Brian allows it. And <laughs> okay, blaming it on me, of course. Broadus is going to love our top ten list of the day because yesterday was National Clam Chowder Day, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And Wolchuk... Walchuk loves his clam chowder. He does love some clam chowder. So does Baratis. Yep. Looking forward to that. I need you to on jump on to at GBagNation, the X account, uh, where you will find the scoreboard for today's show. And uh, we'd love if you follow us. We'll get you updates and your opportunity to vote on the G-Bag of the day quite regularly there if you go ahead and jump in there and follow us. But you got to check out the scoreboard. Okay, top 10, as Chief mentioned, is coming up next here. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Segment is brought to you by Soda. That is state-of-the-art, and it's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or loved ones have been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817 Go online to truckwreck.com. I believe Sands is going to join us coming up at the 440. We'll go uh, inside the Rangers clubhouse uh, coming up in the 520 as our spring training coverage continues here on 105.3 The Fan. Time now for the top 20, uh, top 10. Here's a Chia follow. 
with the Wooly Bullies broadcast responsibilities. That's right. Papa Walchuk, Daddy Walchuk, uh, that took place yesterday. Uh, he he received the news. He watched his baby be born on FaceTime. That's what happened to the Wooly Bully seven weeks early, but uh, Miss Eliza is uh, alive and well, very, very happy and healthy, and rocking and rolling in the NICU for the next month or so. So send your well wishes to Walchuk and his lovely wife, Maya, as they embark on a new journey as parents. Uh, which is going to be it's going to be fantastic. But uh, in the meantime, the bully's out. I will man his uh, his top ten list of the day. Yesterday was National Clam Chowder Day. Let's talk soups here in just a moment, Broadus. Dawson, give him one bit of advice. If you could give him one bit of advice of being a dad. Um, uh, I don't know. Just uh, try to be present as much as possible. <laughs> He's already failed at that. Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> off, off to a, a rough start there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good advice, but uh, no. No, that's sound. That's obviously advice you need yeah. to hear. But no, it, you're right about that. You try and be around as much as you can. You know, that's the thing about it is. I mean, and we're in a business that is kind of, I mean, I know it's scouting and stuff like that. One of the reasons I didn't go back into scouting and stuff was because Bennett was born. Bennett was born three days after the 2004 NFL draft. And my going out and wanting to be out on the road, I, that, that stopped. It ended. It ended right there. So that's good advice. Good that advice. is good advice. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just mean when you're around a kid, like it's yeah. tempting to be in your own mind where things are a lot more interesting than just get on their level. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it, it's hard to do because you're in a grind. You got important stuff right. to do. Right. You know, you got the job coming up. You got this. You got so many responsibilities as a modern dad. And it's hard to get out of managing that and just be with the kid. But they can tell when you're not there. They can tell when you're not even, there. Even for when sure. you're, you're present, you're not present. Right. Absolutely, dude. They will call you out in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. yeah. They need and love that attention more than anything. Yeah. So, uh, so that's sound advice. There's no question about it. All right, what is your uh, what is your favorite soup? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Before we uh, officially dive into those waters, uh, I did want to bring this sound though because we have Paolo Banchero, my Italian brother, uh, who hit a game winning shot yesterday, uh, or I believe it was might have been Saturday, uh, but it was a really good shot. It was like he's fumbling around there. It's a, it's a buzzer beater, and he gets fouled when he does it. It's his first career buzzer beating moment. The problem is he he did it versus the Detroit Pistons. Oh no. And that's that's an eight and forty eight Detroit Pistons team. This, oh my goodness, this, there are only like fifty people watching. This isn't what you would classify a big game. This is not high stakes basketball. This wasn't like a game six to send a, uh, send it to a seventh game. I don't believe there was a single playoff implication when it comes to this particular game. This has more to do with a, this is like a draft order game. Uh, this is not a could a it have been seeding game. Could it have been like maybe that he had a bet on the game? And he hit the uh, he hit the over. We can only hope. Yeah, that it, maybe it's that emotional that he that'll bring you to tears. That he he's so tears. grateful that he put a bunch of scratch on. Is a, this his Magic Johnson moment? <laughs> well, let's all find out together. This is Paolo Banchero post game interview after what was a very impressive uh, game winning and one. And what here it? here he is after beating an eight and forty eight Detroit Pistons team. Walk me through that play and just how important it was to get that game-winning shot. And it was important. <clears throat> Choked up. It was important. Uh, it was a hard game, and uh, you know, I, I just <clears throat> I've been sick. You know. Uh, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, go, go cry. Come back. 
Walk me through the emotions that you're feeling right now to help this team get a win in this hard game against the Pistons tonight. Oh, my God, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's just been tough, man. I've been feeling terrible. I played terrible, and uh, I just give credit to my teammates, man. They, uh, they, they lifted me up the whole game. And so uh, I don't know why I'm crying right now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying right now. Um, it was a hard game, and uh, I'm proud Neither of my team for sure. All right, thanks, Paolo. <laughs> thanks, Paolo. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never seen that before. Crying over sports success, I think, is kind of going viral. C.J. Stroud had a handful of them throughout the year in, in big moments. I, I don't think I've seen it after beating a Nate and 40 team. My only theory I got for you, Chief, that's his I, I've really made it moment. Like, he's imagining growing up, hitting the game-winning shot in his driveway, like, over and over and over, and then it finally happened in real life. And yeah. I think reflecting on how far he'd come, maybe that could put you in an emotional state. You're thinking about all the people that helped you get there. Your season's going crappy. You know, and you're not winning at all. So there's a lot of frustration going on. But I remember after growing up in the Portland metro area in southwest Washington state for so many years, and I always wondered what it would be like to go work in a big market. And when Tom Bigby finally called me, rest in peace, and said, hey, I'd like to uh, you know, offer you an opportunity to come down, I put down that phone. I was very emotional. I don't think I actually cried, but I could have. Right. You know? Yeah, now, I that would be you. like getting drafted. That's mm-hmm. like a getting drafted moment. Not like the first time I was number one in a weekly rating, which, by the way, just happened again. Fist bump. <laughs> oh, fist bump. Or, yes. you know, I, even I guess beating the Magic would be like being top ten in the ratings, which is super, you know, doable. Maybe not for all the radio stations out there, but for most radio stations, top ten is very doable. Do you think he got emotional because he knew that they were about to lose a game to the Pistons? <laughs> yeah. He's you, like, think, you think it was one of those, yeah. like, we're about to lose this damn game, and we're kind of a we're a team that people are talking about. We got young talent, up and, and coming, up and coming, and we're about to lose the damn Pistons. I can see that. I think that might be where the emotion was that all that he, he was going to have to deal with. I think he nailed it. Like you're playing like ass, and the team's not winning against the Pistons. We're about to go viral for being yeah. the, the ninth win of the season. For exactly. The I think I think the motion got to him there. Everybody in Detroit's getting free five Wingstop chicken wings. Yeah, uh, for the ninth time this season because they were able to eke out a victory. Yes, but that that might have that might have made him a little bit emotional. W- but with all those narratives, I do think it. You know, the the common bond, no matter what it is, is just a nuclear level of. I believe narcissism. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's the appropriate word there. I mean, I'm not uh, sure exactly if I'm using that word properly. I know I've been accused of that a few times myself. Once um, or twice over the years? Yeah. Well, um, gentlemen, how do you guys how do you guys feel about soup in general and in, in particular clam chowder? Because yesterday was National Clam Chowder Day. Love had some I clam known, chowder. I would have ordered I would have ordered Chili's clam chowder that they had on the menu last night had I known it was a special holiday. I think clam chowder, if it's really good, has to have a little bit element of sand to it. And that's going to sound. You sprinkle that in you at need the end, just a little bit. It's going to it's going to have to taste like a little bit like the ocean for it to be really good. And gritty. that's where I draw the line on most of my food. I don't want anything that tastes like the ocean. Yeah, you know, I think they can dress up shrimp with enough breading and a sweet and sour sauce to make it palatable for me. But uh, I'm totally out on clam chowder. Coconut. I'm much more of a, a tomato uh, soup or what do they call that? A bisque? Well, tomato that, bisque. Well, if you went if you went Manhattan. That would be clam chowder, but on the red side. Okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. 
Now, I'm intrigued at the fact that no vegetable Dawson's down for a, a tomato soup. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's all the crackers that you put in there, or I or don't know, just, but I really like it. Just the grilled cheese sandwich. The grilled cheese. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a great duo. But, I mean, the amount of clam chowders that exist in the world, New England clam chowder, yep. Manhattan clam chowder, Rhode yep. Island clam chowder, Delaware, yep. New yep. Jersey, Hatteras, uh, uh, Minor Can, uh, Long Island, Puget Sound. Everybody's got their own clam well, chowder. Why don't we have one in Texas? Well, it, it has to do with if you look at the region where they're getting the clams from. We got great clam in Texas. Oh, don't yeah. we? I mean, yeah, some of these buffets. I I think we're like in. I think if you head down south. Yeah. I think that it, yeah. you know that Why don't area we have the South Texas uh, clam chowder. Yeah, we're no more for chili. That, that, we're no more beard, for the chili because clam. of the beef. The beef. They That's specialize the in one of those clams down there, don't they? Yes. <laughs> the southern in the southern region. I didn't know which way you were going with this. I don't know whether they take you serious or not right now. No, I'm. This is Walchuk's segment, dude. I'm not going to defecate on his segment. I'm taking I think this, you are. I'm taking this I, seriously. I think, no, I don't think you are. What do you mean? You I'm trying your to get clam to the talk. Of, I just I just gave you ten different types of clam chowder. Yeah. I and I told you it's because of the region that they come from, but, the area. And you're like, oh no, South Texas. I'm trying to figure out why South Texas doesn't have their own clam chowder. That's we have, all. We don't. We but don't. we have chili. Could, could you do? Could, if I had nine different types of clam chowders in front of you, could you? Could you say, oh, that's Manhattan. Oh, that's I, Puget I think, Sound. That's... I think I could hit. I could think I could hit three or four of them. Yeah. Okay. There's some distinct difference. There is. Okay. There is. What's your favorite soups in general, Dawson? Is it to the, the tomato? That's pretty Probably. much it. Probably. Are we including gumbo as a soup? Um, the, the list does include gumbo. Now, it does? Outside looking in, it didn't crack the top ten. Okay. So. Hot and sour Just, soup would be one of my favorites. Is chili soup? And I'd, al- and also, I'd also include... Uh, Ch- chili's on the list, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't qualify chili as a soup, but I, you know, I, apparently America I, does. Yeah, America does. I think to me that uh, tortilla soup is excellent. It's really good. Yeah. A lot of you melt that cheese in there. Melt the cheese in there. You have the avocado slices in there as well with the tortilla strips. Hopefully, preferably handmade, you know, scratch kind of made. I, I'm that would be excellent for me right now. Uh, we got egg drop soup coming in the six seven eight. How about that six seven eight area code? I'll tell you what. I've I've, I've learned to make egg drop soup, and it's hard for the reason of. You have to pour that egg, that beaten egg, in slow, but you have to keep the liquid moving to make sure you get the strands of egg and the egg doesn't cook within the broth. So it's a, it, it, it takes a little work to get that done the right way. I would like to apologize uh, to everyone for saying Banchero instead of Bancaro. I've been corrected appropriately on the truckwreck.com <laughs> fan text, and uh, I deserve the cuss words as well and the name calling. That's on me. we got a lot of Orlando fans I'll on the be text better. today. Uh, a quail soup. Uh, chicken tortilla soup, the go. gumbo. I mean, a lot of this stuff is, is rolling in Gumbo's here. my favorite. You got the broccoli cheddar action that's flowing in Not as bad. well. Everybody likes the ramen, the lobster bisques. I think that's uh, that can be delightful. Bisque takes some work. I was going to say, when it's done right. A lot of work. A lot of work. And you, you're breaking down those shells and stuff like that to make the flavor to get the broth to put in there. So, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's an excellent soup when done right. Lobster bisque, yep. vegetable soup, clam chowder, all outside looking in, including wonton soup as well. Number 10, we get the chili con carne. So they're going chili with the soup there. All right, Chili with the beef. Uh, is that, that with corn and stuff like that? Is that kind of the, the... I think there's a multitude of different things in there. It looks like there's beans in this particular chili as well. Mm. 
Uh, but nonetheless, chili coming in at number 10. I don't consider it a soup, so I'd put wonton there. I'd swap it. You got number nine, the ramens, the, a bunch of different varieties of ramen, uh, cream of cheddar, uh, the broccoli soup, cream of potato. Now, uh, the, the way I make the ramen, I take most of the water out. I think at that point it's just a pasta. It's not really a soup for me. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could go both ways on that, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's the beauty of the... The ramen is sort of the versatility involved with it all. You can do so many different things. Mm. Lucius, Lucius, how, I mean, what, yo, what, are soup, what are you doing from a soup? What are you doing from a soup standpoint, bro? Uh, I like the chicken and dumpling situation. Boom. Yeah, there I like that. Uh, I hate mm. that chili is considered a soup, but I like chili. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, what, what, what's the day? Uh, National Clam Chowder Day was yesterday. Yeah, that's up there with the greats. You celebrated appropriately. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken and dumpling, you know, funny enough, Lucius, that was perfect timing because chicken and dumpling soup comes in at number six here on this list. So there is some respect involved. Uh, you have just chicken soup. Uh, there's no noodles involved with this one. That comes in at number five. I like a good homemade chicken soup. It's got That's the true. onions chopped up in it, there all the veggies go. chopped up in it. You got there like you a go. whole thigh yeah. sitting in there. Yep. A whole half a chicken that. is boiling all day in that crock pot. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and I'm the same way with the beef. Like, my mom makes, like, a beef stew uh, of sorts, and I'm like, I- I've been in love with it this uh, this winter season. Uh, tomato soup comes in at number four. Shout out to Dawson. Beef stew at number three. Yeah, Shout really out good. to the movie Bench Warmers. French onion soup at number two. I mean, Ooh. crickets on the French onion soup situation on the text, yeah. and from you guys, nobody's hollering at us. No, number no. two in the country. What's in there besides onions? What am I getting? There's a couple of different French items. Well, you're getting the, you're getting like the the cheese on top, usually Gruyere cheese on top. You're getting some type of a baguette. So you're getting bread with the soup with the cheese. That's the only way to eat that kind of bread too. You yeah. have to let it sit that's and sit, soak. Soak, yeah. Because that I mean that is that's tough on the jaws. Oh. Uh, number one though, chicken noodle soup. National clam chowder day yesterday, boys and girls. It's hard to beat. I'm surprised matzo ball soup didn't make an appearance here. I know. Wolchuk's texting me now saying, what the hell? Where's the matzo ball soup? Matzo ball soup's good. It's like, it's like chicken soup with a, a big, uh, like a meatball that's made out of bread is what a matzo ball soup bread is. Bread ball. It's a big bread ball in the middle of your soup. Thank you, Chief. We got to run. Jared Sandler is coming up next. If you missed it, Wolchuk's baby came just a little bit early. Wheels down yesterday in Phoenix. Got the text. Baby on the way. So he jumped right back on a bird and is now home with his beautiful family and uh he'll probably be back next week or or maybe the week after that not too sure right now uh, but uh, send send the woolly bully some love on social okay speaking of baseball experts jared sandler joins us next right here on your home of the rangers we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lucius. It is the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We are live in Surprise. And Jared Sandler is joining us cross town now, a side of the Rangers' victory this afternoon, 4-2 against the White Sox. And uh, good afternoon, Jared. How the heck are you? Hey, big win. Rangers fighting for the Iguana Cup, and they took a step in the right direction with today's victory. 
Yeah, the the Iguana Cup, of course, the the trophy of legends. Many uh, yes. kids, you know, grow up uh, dreaming of the day they could compete for it. Isn't that right, Jared? Yeah, no, that's right. And the cool thing is, you know, the the, the trophy changes every year. So last year it was the prickly pear. Two years ago, the golden swarrow. Uh, there's a, an elite committee. They're kind of like uh, the Illuminati. No one really knows who's a part of the committee, but there is a committee, uh, and they determine the trophy each year, and this year it was determined uh, that uh, it is the Iguana Cup. So, uh, yes, uh, ki- kids definitely have grown up desiring for that Cactus League trophy, and the cool thing is it's different every year. So when you win it, it's a one-of-a-kind trophy. So did Evan Carter play today? No, he didn't, but he – he went through today as if uh, he normally would. He would not have played anyway. He's currently early in camp on an every other day uh, game routine, which is which is normal. Had he had it been his turn to play today, then he would have. He he's totally fine. Uh, he was just more frustrated than anything. But he he engaged in all baseball activity. He did play in the backfield game uh, and hit a big home run. Uh, in that one. So, I mean, I, I guess to answer your question, he did play not in the Cactus League game, in the backfield game, and uh, looked pretty good apparently doing it. Jarrett, when you're coming off a world championship series, and we we were out here last spring and kind of you kind of get an idea of how the routine and all goes, is there anything different or do you just go back to square one uh, with what you're seeing in the preparation, what you're hearing from Bochi, the front office, how do you how do you come off a World Series and then get into the spring training? It's it's it was really a short off season for him. Yeah, so you know, in, in each sport, there are various challenges to repeating. Some are similar sports of sport; others maybe are sport specific. Uh, I do think that you know one of the challenges in baseball is that you have to work a, a month harder than uh, most of your competition. And for pitchers, maybe more specifically, that, that could be taxing. Uh, you have distractions. I mean, these aren't bad distractions, but, you know, maybe the World Series adds to your offseason schedule and you're out of your routine. Right. Uh, you know, I, I know people, Broadus, I know people always say that, you know, there's more of a target on your back. I, I guess maybe I think, you know, in Major League Baseball, when there's so many games, I, I think guys are going hard always no matter who they're playing but i do think maybe there's more internal pressure the expectations are up now on the flip side and again i think this is probably you know across all sports when you win a world series you come back that next year with an air of confidence last year at this time we talked about how yeah you know things go right you know the rangers they could win the division you know they have a really good shot to make the playoffs and you know we'll go from there let's take it one step at a time now, the conversation is not about whether or not they can do it. Uh, and, and even those guys last year, they might have been able to look around the clubhouse in spring training and say, we got a good group. Like we, we could do some cool things. I think even they would have to admit that to some degree, you still have to go out and do it when you haven't done it as a core group before. And they did it. And so now I just think the mindset is the biggest difference. I think physically they're going about things the exact same or you know, more or less, obviously, evolving as needed. But, you know, I, I think it's it's the mental side of it. Uh, the core guys who return, there's, I think there's definitely a, a confidence that, you know, they can do it because they've done it. And they know what it's like to do it together. 
And then for the guys who are now a part of it, you know, I think there's a level of confidence that they feed off of that, which is, well, you know, we weren't there last year, but we're now a part of this group that did it, and they feel like they can do it again, so let's party. They didn't, they, they, they didn't really get to take a break, right? I mean, is, do you think it's a good thing that they went straight from basically winning the world championship to, to the season being here and ready to go? Well, I guess because it means you won the World Series, then, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's still three months. Uh, obviously, for guys who, and, and this is a lot more guys than maybe we even realize, who end the season with more than just a, a bump and a bruise, you know, some of that time's dedicated to just recovering. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess that's just sort of the beast of, you know, the baseball schedule. You, you don't... Right. You know, you, you, you have not only a super long regular season, but you got an obnoxiously long spring training. Uh, and, you know, the postseason isn't, you know, it, it's not any longer than any other postseason in any sport, but it, it is more games just by the nature of how it all uh, tends to play out. I guess the NBA and NHL compete from a game standpoint in the postseason as well. But, uh, you know, yeah, I guess that's just kind of the burden and one of the challenges that is baseball specific is that, uh, you know, instead of a, a three-week spring training or build-up, it's seven weeks and five weeks worth of games. So, uh, you know, that does cut into your off season. And I think, Broadus, it's, it's one reason why maybe certain guys are being handled a little bit differently. So to, sure. to, if you want to be specific with, with your question, guys like Jonah Heim and Adolis Garcia, Adolis has yet to play in a game. He did he did get some B, uh, B game at-bats today. Jonah Heim DH'd yesterday, but he is yet to catch, and he's not going to catch until Wednesday. So I think for certain guys, you're monitoring the workload. Uh, so I guess that, that would be one of the, the player-specific differences uh, with how they're handling it. But I, I'd say that also to some degree is injury-related too. Uh, maybe Jonah's workload on the whole, but you know with the Dolis, with the knee thing, uh, that ended the season. I think some of it's in, in regards to that. Live in Surprise, Arizona, talking Rangers baseball with Jared Sandler here in the G-Bag Nation. Who stood out to you today? I know Cole Wynn, your guy Church I saw was getting it done a little bit, and then offensively showed a little life today. Yeah, Mark Church is the guy who who you know really stood out along with Diego Castillo. Uh, and you know not to leave others out of the equation, but these are two guys who could break camp with the team. And uh, but but not guaranteed spots. Castillo faced a, a really representative trio from the White Sox at a scoreless inning. The velocity is back for Castillo. You know, this is a guy from you know 2018 through 2022 uh, had an ERA right around three as a reliever. You know, he was one of the the better relievers in the game and and was consistent, which is tough to find from a reliever. Last year, some injuries, drop in velocity, not so much. I think the Rangers. Uh, bounce, uh, betting on a bounce back, and, you know, he's, he's 30 years old. Uh, you know, he's, it's not like he's 38, and you're hoping he still has some gas in the tank. And with Mark Church, he, he's, you know, on the, the front side of it. He's just teeing off, and, uh, you know, he's a young guy who's on the rise who could probably eat up some late-inning opportunities, you know, when he really settles into his own, but perhaps could be called upon as a, you know, a, a middle reliever or kind of the, the down one or two when everyone is rested and healthy type of role. Uh, but he's he's got really good stuff, and he looked really good. Uh, you know, mixed bag from Cole Wynn. You just would love to come out of an outing without, you know, without anything to say, well, but, but you know, there was that. You know, he just, the command was not there early on. He did bounce back nicely. 
Uh, and then offensively for the Rangers, it wasn't an explosion, but yeah, Blaine Krim continues to hit the ball hard. He had a big hit for the Rangers today. Justin Foscue with another rocket. He's the guy that stands out to me. I'm really paying attention to his plate appearances. Not overly so. You can't expect you know him to be perfect, not going to live and die on every swing. But uh, he just looks really comfortable. He takes good swings, and, and he hits the ball hard. And uh, I think the Rangers have a tough decision to make with him. I, I, I just still, right now my gut is telling me that Justin Foscue makes the team and is the opening day DH. But obviously a lot can change between now and then. Jared, do you think something with wind, he's starting to kind of hear the whispers? I, I think he's been hearing it, Broadus. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on with that. I, I You know, the, the, there's a blessing and curse to being sure. a first-round pick. The, the blessing Absolutely. is that, you know, Matt and I talked about it. If Cole Wynn was a 17th-round pick, he would not be pitching for the Rangers, you know, anymore. You know, he, yeah. they, they would have moved on. Now, he was a first-round pick for a reason because there's a ton of talent that put him in that ilk. And so you're not just going to give up on him. But first-round picks are going to get more opportunities than 17th-round picks. That's that's the blessing of it. The curse of it is when you're a first-round pick who is uh, really struggling to, to take steps in the right direction is it's anticipated – there's more focus on that. You hear the chatter. There's more pressure. You know, when you're a 17th-round pick and you don't make it, no one looks at you as a bust or a failure. When you're a first-round right. pick and you're struggling, you hear those words. And some guys are able to block it out. Other guys aren't. And I'm not saying that Cole Wynn for sure is, you know, in one group or the other, but I do think you're right. I think there's a level of pressure when you you start to scuffle and, I, you know, I feel for Colwyn. He's a good kid. He works his tail off. He went to Puerto Rico this offseason to pitch in the Winter League there. You know, he's doing all the right things, but, uh, you know, hopefully he's able to put together a, a good year because this seems like a make-or-break year for Colwyn, uh, you know, with this organization at least. John Smoltz tomorrow with Sean and RJ at 9 a.m. Sands. Awesome. I'm curious. His thoughts. Does he know the Rangers won the World Series? Or... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd be, yeah. I would, is he going to come on and say, oh, you know, the Rangers took a nice step forward next year. I think, you know, they definitely left something to be desired, but uh, uh, who knows? Maybe they take another step forward this this year. I'm kind of hoping that Peyton plays the drop of Eric, uh, you know, the last call, or the last out before Smoltz comes on. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. That, that would be kind of fun. I, I will say this. I, I have not watched a ton of the TV calls of the postseason, yeah. uh, but – you know, I, I do like John Smoltz. I do think he generally does a good job, but uh, I guess it seems like a lot of people suggesting that he was not giving the Rangers their due credit, to say the least. I'm pretty sure he thinks Arizona can still come back and get the job done. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Appreciate you, Sands. See you guys. Take care. We'll see you tonight. There he goes, Jared Sandler, really an unofficial host when we're out here in Surprise, isn't he? He yes. does a He's great job of trying sure. to keep everybody organized and make sure we're all fed and yeah. And all that. Appreciate all the hospitality he shows. Then he's got guys like Broadus that show up and decide they want to punt on his Chili's plans, you know, for dinner. Last I, I had, I had fried, to adjust the I had fried ravioli last night, and I'm going to tell you, it's better than anything I'd eaten at Chili's. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I asked Mike. I'm 60 years that... old. I don't need to eat in a Chili's, okay? <laughs> I got a lot of jobs. You know, I'm able to eat where I want to eat, and yes. Chili's was not on the game plan last night for the big bald head guy, okay? <laughs> Let's go there. When when Sean McFarland <laughs> joined us last week and said, man, the best thing about Surprise is all the chain restaurants, I was like, wow, surely yeah. nobody thinks the same as him. No. But here comes Mike Bassick 
wanting to travel a thousand miles to get here to surprise yeah. and enjoy their culinary's finest? No. No. We're going no. for chain food. No, he says, chilies, and he said it with excitement. <laughs> yes. And I said, no, I'm going to eat fried ravioli at this place. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.